love this podcast? Be sure to like, subscribe, and leave a review. And don't forget to follow us on social media. Hello and welcome to... (laughs) (laughs) Cut, cut, has posted her first video on TikTok officially. Oh my gosh. And did you see what the video was about? It was perfect. It was absolutely perfect. Her baby. We finally get a glimpse of her little baby. And he is adorable. And he definitely looks like Rihanna and her family. He actually looks like exactly like her brother, which is... Hilarious. Athelastin, your DNA is hiding. <laughs> but I love the baby. So cute. Congratulations again. Yes, congratulations to them. And, you know, like I like I told you earlier, like, I'm not built for children. But that video makes me rethink things. Yeah, that made my left ovary burst. Hello and welcome to It's Like This, your one-stop shop for everything pop. Culture that is. I'm Eliane. And I'm Greg. And welcome back, everyone. Welcome. It's it's been a week. It it has it has certainly been a week, and it is it is the pre-Christmas week. So, you know, we're we're in that in that festive kind of mood, but we we are definitely gonna gonna kick this off with uh, some not so not so festive stories. Uh, uh, uh. the other day um, we found out that dancer, DJ, TV personality, just all around awesome guy, um, Stephen Twitch boss um he he departed from the the living world um apparently by his own hand so 
That was really sad to hear. Rest in peace, Twitch. But I'm just, I feel so bad because how bad it must have felt for him, right? For him to be yeah. wanting to and go through with with doing that. So that's that's just it's heartbreaking. It's you know it is it is tragic when when anyone takes takes their own life. Uh, but this was this one kind of hit close to home for me because I have been a fan of Twitch since uh, he first appeared on Dancing with the Stars, um, and his his wife Allison um, follows me on TikTok. Oh, so, I love their TikToks too. Yeah, um, so so definitely, like you know, check on your friends, even even the ones that everything you know they seem like they're they're doing great. Even if it's even if it's just a text, hey, what's going on? What are you doing? Yeah, check on your quote unquote strong friends, but also just. Uh, if, if you feel like you need help, I, I just reach out, you know, more people care than you realize. And somebody, you know, hopefully will be willing and able to help. Um, just, just for, for reference, um, the national suicide prevention hotline is you dial nine, eight, eight. From any phone, you can text 988 um, to speak with a live person 24 hours a day. So. And, you know, if, if, you, if you don't feel like um, you, you want to talk to somebody at the end of, like, a, a crisis line, um, you know, you, as a listener of this show, you have welcomed... Elian and I into your your lives, you know, shoot us a message on social media and you know one of us will talk to you. Yeah, we we definitely will respond because oh what a what a time, you know, to feel so alone and just like there's no other option for you. Oh heartbreaking. Well, you know, heart goes out to his friends and family. Um, yes. Ooh, boy, that was that was a tough one. That one hurt. That one hurt. Yeah, that one hurt. Um, in in other uh, not so great news, uh, the and and I'm not going to uh, use the assailant's name uh, because I'm a firm believer in not giving a further platform uh, to destructive people. Uh, so the trial for the man who shot Megan the Stallion has begun and it it, you know, everything that we knew about this person is 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 coming to be true. Um, I mean, just starting off the week, parading his little child to court with him like a fucking prop i was already like oh this this is about to be really disgusting you know really gross and just his fucking lawyer bringing up 
her sex life as if whoever I fucking slept with today, yesterday, a fucking minute ago at this moment has anything to do with being shot. Like, are you kidding me? Oh, it's so fucking gross. And, and just, you know, the conspiracy people who were doubting that she was even shot in the first place. You guys are fucking disgusting. Did you see that 50 cent tweet? No. I, I gotta read this to you because I was like, this motherfucker, I can't even. So he wrote, damn, I'm confused with all this shit going around. I don't know what to think. And then it's a meme of a picture of Megan Thee Stallion morphing into a picture of Jussie Smollett. Wow. And, you know, holy shit. This highlights a a broader problem um, of any time a black woman, be she famous or not, um, goes through some kind of violent situation you know, there becomes this rush to defame her character by any means necessary. And, you know, this this whole case, you know, brings us to what what really should be an inflection point as as people who consume media and really of the media itself, you know, why? Why why are we so quick to paint black women as as liars and you know things of things of that nature when you know they have been abused and trafficked and you know so I I'm I'm telling you I'm so pissed about it. I mean, even what she said in her testimony. Like that shit broke my heart. Um, I want to read it verbatim because I don't want to, I don't want to misquote her. She said, quote, I wish he just would have killed me if I knew I had to go through this. Like, God damn it. And people are still just being disgusting and trashing her, her character, her reputation. When she's the victim, she's the one that was the victim of a violent act. Yeah, and I, I hate that she felt that way. And friend, friend of friend of the show, and a, a friend of ours, uh, Sydney, made a very, very excellent point on Twitter the other day. She said um, to the to the people who you know were saying that Megan was lying. You know, she may not ever see those tweets, but your friends and family who are the victims of domestic violence will. Yep. They'll see and they'll remember. Yeah. Fuckers. Um, and and on to other disrespect of Megan news. Um, the rest of the uh Megan and Harry docuseries dropped on Netflix. And of course I rushed <laughs> yes. to watch the last three episodes, bam, 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 one after another. And again, they did not disappoint. However, I just cannot believe 
the freaking media, the reactions from people, people on social media, people on quote unquote news stations, you know, like news uh, networks. I, I can't. Um, who was it? I think it was Joe Scarborough at the beginning of the week was just like talking massive shit about how they're being super whiny or like begging for attention, blah, blah, blah. And then literally tonight and listeners, we're recording on Saturday. So tonight he put out a tweet saying, oh, I finally had a chance to watch it. And I really think this got their point across. I'm like, you motherfucker, you were talking all that shit. And you hadn't even watched it. Uh, I can't. I fucking can't. Okay. Um, yeah. All I got to say is find you a friend like Tyler Perry. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's a real one. <laughs> and I mean, it, it, it definitely is another situation, you know, just like the previous story um, where there, there is a rush to defame a black woman. And, you know, the reason that, you know, those of us who are very much, you know, Team Sussex, the reason that, you know, we were all very much Team Harry, get the fuck out of there, is because we know that he watched the same treatment that Megan is going through. He saw that happen to his mom. And he so, saw what happened when it was left unchecked. Yeah. Doesn't want history to... Pre- I mean, listen, you cannot convince me otherwise that that man has been wanting to have an excuse to get the fuck out of there. Oh, absolutely. Way before he met her. Like, way before he met her. I, I think he was just, like, really waiting for for the right person to be like, and now I'm going to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, because, I, I mean, it's... You know, Harry did like two or three tours in Afghanistan and was like never there. Yeah. He did not want to be around any of that mess. I, oof. And, ooh, I don't want to spoil anything, but in, I think, one of like second to last episode, he had received a text message. I won't say from who. So if you're listening and you haven't seen it, I'm not spoiling it for you. But also, but if you're listening and haven't seen it yet, pause this, go watch it, and come back it. to us. Like, how fucking dare you? But also, the, his reaction, his, like, on the spot, vis, like, visible, visceral reaction to whatever the hell was said in that text, because they never did say what the text said. But whatever it said... He looked fucking horrified. He he looked so offended reading that text that now I just, all I really want to know is what the fuck did that text say? Holy right. shit. My God. Like, ooh, you guys better stop playing with Harry because it's not her you got to worry about. We said this last week. <laughs> yep. It is not her. You got to be careful with his ass, okay? He's going to fucking... Come for your neck. Because I mean, at this point, <laughs> with regards to his family, you know, with the British royal family, Harry has nothing to lose at this point. Nope. That makes him dangerous. 
others, they better be careful. They better stop it. I mean, listen, I hate the treatment they're getting. But if it continues and he pushes back, I'm going to be here like with my popcorn. Like we, we, we tried to warn you not to push this man. Just leave him alone. Let them live. Okay. Let them live. You, you say they're such media hungry, like attention whores, whatever the fuck you British fucking twats over there (laughs) want to call them. Um, Well then stop talking about them. And it'll all be over. Like we can all just move on with our fucking lives. Yes. And I definitely pre-ordered Harry's book. So I can't wait. That shit's gonna be good. (laughs) Wait, because you know he saves some even better tidbits for the book. Like, oh, you guys have seen nothing yet. I cannot wait. That's gonna be so good. Yes. So moving on to more. Kind of, kind of lighthearted news. Um, this this next story uh, made me giggle a little bit. Um, Nick Cannon has come out and said um, that he regrets that he can't spend enough time with his uh, growing militia of children. Um, <laughs> duh. <laughs> yeah, like. And the Captain Obvious Hall of Fame goes to Nick Cannon. Uh, No shit, Sherlock. Like, are you fucking kidding me? You cannot have that many kids living in completely different fucking geographic locations and think that you're going to have enough time for all of them. It's, It's physically impossible. Okay, you are not Dr. Strange. You are not Wong. You cannot manipulate the time space continuum so i don't know what to tell you bro but (laughs) good luck this christmas (laughs) (laughs) it's i mean you know we have said it countless times on this show like that that is not a sustainable life choice no no way it's just it's it's impossible i don't know I don't know. (laughs) Like, so listen, another person who likely won't be spending many more Christmases with their kids because they're probably going to be in fucking jail. Um, Jen Shaw from the (laughs) the Housewives of Salt Lake City has um, put out a statement that she is not going to be attending the reunion for this season of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Um, Apparently first, she wasn't asked (laughs) to be at the reunion. And then she was asked to be at the reunion, but they said you can only be here if you talk about your case. And she's like, but the lawyers are telling me I can't talk about it. So they're like, all right, well then, no thanks. (laughs) Now, see, I did... I did a little research on this, um, you know, and she's saying that at the advice of my lawyers, I, you know, could not actively talk about the case. However, there have been housewives in other franchises who have been embroiled in some legal trouble 
and you know still appeared at the reunions for their shows and they were you know tossed softball questions about you know whatever it was so i mean i'm sure that if Jenshaw had had like her lawyer get in contact with the Bravo people and just be like, you know what, this is what we're allowed to talk about. They would have been like, okay. Absolutely. So this is just more bullshit coming from the Jenshaw camp. Uh, listen, I, I, at first I found it really hard to be mad at her even though I know she did what she did. And I knew, I knew she did that shit. Like it was obvious that she was guilty. But part of me was like, Oh, she's still like, you know, more likable than, than Erica Jane from Beverly Hills. But comes a point where even I can't excuse anymore. Like, <sighs> yeah. Good, good luck with your um, sentencing and we'll, we'll see what happens, Jen. We shall see. I don't know. I do know that you probably will not be on this show any longer. Because you'll be in jail. Yeah. Yeah. So, anywho, um, <laughs> please let's move on to something a little lighter because I yes. need a break. Um, so in, oh my gosh, this is super adorable and I love it news. Um, apparently Jenna Ortega choreographed her dance from Wednesday. She did that herself like two days before they, they shot it. That is not only is that fucking amazing and, you know, it shows what a, what a true talent she is. Um, I believe it was on Twitter that I saw it. No, no, it was on Tumblr. Um, someone noticed there is that very famous GIF of Wednesday from the Adams Family TV series in the yes. 60s doing mm -hmm. that foot shuffle thing. Yes. Jenna Ortega included that in that dance. That's so awesome. Myron noticed that right away. He was like, oh, my God, the original dance. And I was like, dude, <laughs> yeah. you remember watching that in real time. My Dios mio. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, I thought it was so cute. She she's man. She's great. I, I, I love her. I love the show. I just I think that's really nice. And she I... did homage. Yes, I, I I love Wednesday. Um, I thought um, Catherine Zeta-Jones was great as Morticia. It feel and I and I understand why um, this didn't happen, um, but it just it was a missed opportunity for Christina Ricci not to play Morticia in this. Huh. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I never thought of it, actually. I don't know if I could, you know, the one gripe that I had about um Catherine Zeta Jones's Morticia was that she didn't wear red lipstick and it really fucking bothered me. I'm like, Morticia is iconic for her red lip. 
I mean, hello. But besides that, I thought she did a great job. And I think I really like the way they included Christina Ricci. And that's yeah. all I'll say, just in case people haven't still haven't fucking watched it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know that the reason uh, she didn't have a larger part uh, was because of a scheduling conflict with her show Yellow Jackets. Um, so okay. that's, but that's just my my feeling is and has always been that if there was going to be any sort of Adams Family reboot, that Christina Ricci should play Morticia and they should bring Angelica Houston back to play Carol Kane's character, Grandmama. Oh my so, god. You know, just as kind of a oh hey. Yeah. I would like that. Um, you know what? Something that I thought I wasn't gonna like, I you know, this new trailer, Greg, it got me and it made me laugh. And now I kind of want to see it that the new Barbie trailer dropped <laughs> and it was campy, it was funny. It was it was a good trailer. That's all I'll say. I can't speak to the movie. Obviously, I haven't seen it, and I still think it's a little bit ridiculous. But the level of camp that I see that is now obviously like what this movie's gonna be like. I'm fucking excited. I think this is gonna be hilarious. I can't wait to see it. Barbie. My, my fear was, you know, when they initially started talking about this Barbie film that it was going to be one of those, you know, here's Barbie in the real world. Mm-hmm. But from, from the trailer, the, what I, what I gather is that it's borrowing from Aqua. It's a Barbie girl in a Barbie world. And now it just makes so much more sense. And I just, I don't know, something about the way they, the camera shot the scenes, the, the outfit you added, you know, I was like, this is going to be good. I just, it just all of a sudden, like you said, made made sense. And I was like, all right, maybe I'm not going to hate this. (laughs) And everybody in their fucking dog is in this film yeah like all the cameos i I, this is it's gonna be fun it's gonna be fun and you know what sometimes movies don't have to fucking win oscars sometimes it could be fun yes (laughs) and yeah i'm gonna have fun with that but i'm not gonna have fun watching that 90s show though because i think it looks stupid and i don't know who the fuck asked for this shit see okay i'm i'm glad you said that because i am I am so very much on the fence about it. Like, I just... <sighs> like, <sighs> I'm... I'm intri- I, I, I definitely like that they brought Kitty and Red back. Yes, because they were the best characters on the show anyway. Yeah, but on the flip side... From from the trailer, it feels very much just like a rehashed version of that 70s show. Yeah. I mean, literally exactly the same, you know, 
oh, the teens are going to hang out in the basement and smoke weed. Like, yeah, we know that's what teens have been doing since, I don't know, the beginning of time. They were hanging out in their caves, smoking something. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I, I'm not really feeling the nostalgia on that one. So I just, watching that trailer just left me with the sense of who the fuck asked for this? Because I didn't. <laughs> and you're absolutely right. And I also feel like that, you know, from the trailer, there was nothing that like kind of that was noticeably that grabbed you and said, this is the 90s now. It's not the 70s yes. anymore. Yes. It, at first I was like, wait, are they still in the 70s? Like, I'm so confused so confused i i don't know <sighs> i don't know so. definitely not enjoying that but greg i want to do something a little little special little special segment because we all know how much i adore this season even though i'm really fucking stressed out i am not nearly done with my shopping um Christmas is like now in like a few days and I'm fucking losing it so in order to bring me back to the holiday cheer that I love so much I decided to make a list of my favorite movies holiday movies that are currently on Netflix so that while you all are also in your holiday stress this week leading up to Christmas Eve and Christmas and then New Year's um, watch these movies to help keep you in a festive mood. <laughs> um, you know, I've been watching Lifetime holiday movies, Hallmark holiday movies, and Netflix. And I think the Netflix ones have better budgets. They look better. They look more like real movies. I don't know if that's a thing and not being technical. But here is my list of all the holiday movies you need to watch this week on Netflix. Okay, are you ready? So, first one, Falling for Christmas with our very own, our very own Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> I love that one. Um, Christmas with You with Freddie Prince Jr. The Noel Diary with the guy that cheated on Chriselle from Selling Sunset. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know his name. Oh, yeah, I think he's on um, This Is Us, right? <laughs> Justin something or other is his name. Um, but yeah, that movie, The Noel Diary, was really, really good. Also catch Jingle Jangle, which was on your top 10 uh, holiday movie list. Um, okay, The Princess Switch, one, two, and three. It's... It's a trilogy, guys, and it's the Vanessa Hudgens cinematic universe. <laughs> They're really good, okay? Watch all three of them in a row. Also, I love Single All the Way, which to me, I felt like was the first um, holiday movie with gay men as the lead. And it's really good. It's funny. It's it's I love it. It's like perfectly corny, but it's gay men instead of a straight couple, which I'm like, all right, we need. A little bit of that too, okay? Um, a Christmas Prince, which also has parts one, two, and three. <laughs> it's 
a castle for Christmas. And Brooke Shields is in that one. Um, ooh, a Cinderella story, a Christmas wish. I don't know if you knew that, the, that there was this new iteration of a Cinderella story, but it's Christmas movie based. Like, yeah, it was really um, so cheesy. <laughs> I loved it. Um, also, a California Christmas for obvious reasons. Um, Holiday, which came out last year with, um, oh my gosh, Emma Roberts is in it. And it's quite a funny movie. And then finally, put on Dolly Parton's Christmas on the Square. <laughs> and that is my list to get you through this week leading up to Christmas. <laughs> Hope you enjoy these as much as I did, because I've been watching a lot, you know, for research, research purposes, of course, of course. I love that. Um, I watched, uh, there is one, I think it's A Boy Called Christmas. Mm. Um, it's it's high fantasy it's it's more of a more of a more of a family film uh, but it's actually it's really good i'm i think i'm gonna watch that because you should you should check it out new. it's enjoyable <laughs> so greg it's that time it's time it's buzzfeed quiz time buzzfeed quiz time So, we took the quiz. Which famous Chris is your holiday boo? And th now these are the important questions that, like, <laughs> you know, we, we need to know the answers to people. I was worried about this one. Um, what, what famous Chris is your holiday boo? After, um, after I sent you this quiz, I, I was kind of kicking myself because I was like, I've chosen another fucking quiz that we're going to get the same answer on. Um, mm -hmm. But that being said, my Christmas Christmas boo is the best Chris, Christopher Robert Jamal Evans, the third Esquire. Oh, you got a good one. Uh... And it says, looks like you're spending the holidays with the one and only Chris Evans. You two will have the merriest time baking and decorating Christmas cookies while he wears that famous cable knit sweater, of course. Now, if I was actually spending Christmas uh, with Chris Evans, it would definitely be a clothing optional affair. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I did not get the same thing. What? I got a different Chris. I got Chris Pine. Okay. Still a good Chris. <laughs> yes. I like Chris Pine a lot. Okay. This, who needs a real Christmas tree when your soulmate is Chris Pine? All he wants for Christmas is you. But no, seriously, he does. <laughs> I love that. I love that. He's and cute and he's a good one. So uh, I, I'll take it. I will take it. Chris Pine, side note, mm. um, he has recently come out and said that he is definitely in for a Princess Diaries 3 film. 
So <gasps> the things are aligning. Oh my. Oh, okay. All right. Ooh, that, ooh, I'm excited for that. That just got yeah. me in a really good mood. <laughs> oh, I love Chris Pine. Okay. Now, if they make the third Princess Diaries movie a Christmas film, <gasps> it will be the trifecta of oh perfection. Oh my God. Somebody make this happen. Let's get our people to call their people. We're, we're, we're going to make that happen. We, we, we are our people. Um. <laughs> <laughs> we'll call you. <ya. laughs> Oh, someday, someday, Greg, we will have people. Okay. Yes. I am manifesting that into 2023. Yes. <laughs> so recommendation time, Greg, what are you recommending this week? Um, so this week, uh, it has been, it has been a light week, uh, for me as far as, um, like, producing other shows and you know getting my shows together for for like the end of the year um so i've had a lot of time to catch up on on some things that i may have said you know i'll get to that after the first of the year it'll be fine um so one of those things in particular um, is a book that I ordered um, a, a few weeks ago that one of one of two books that I ordered a couple of weeks ago that I have been very excited to dive into. Um, and I was so excited, in fact, that uh, in just over 24 hours, I completely devoured it. Yeah, uh, so I am I am recommending this book because uh, one, it is by one of my favorite authors of all time, someone who is just absolutely a magician with words, and this book is perfect from start to finish. Uh, I will probably read it again before the year is up after I finish uh, the other book. Um, but enough of all that. What I am recommending this week is Ride Over Share by Myron Clifton because it is fucking fantastic. <laughs> I just got my copy. Do you know I ordered both of them, uh, both of his new books and it got delivered and somebody fucking stole that shit, stole my package right off my stoop. Oh no. <laughs> so I had to order it again and pray that it didn't get <laughs> stolen this time, but this time it did not get stolen. So I am just like cozying up to read them both. And I don't know if you've gotten to coffee gr grounded yet, but not yet. That's, that's the other book that I've, I've ordered that well, I haven't. know when you know, and you'll let me know that you're at that part. Just FYI, keep your eye open. <laughs> okay. okay. So it's funny that you are recommending one of our, you know, family members from the network, because this week my recommendation was also for a family member in the network. Oh, yes. wow. I'm recommending a podcast this week, Ooh. and it is by the one and only Greg. <laughs> um, please listen to Your Life, the Mixtape, <laughs> or um, you had Condi 
on that last episode. And I'm all about it. It's a great show. If you are not listening to it, please hurry up and go fucking do that. Like right now when we're done with this. Okay. Okay. Catch up because we are we are almost at the end of uh, volume four, uh, which is actually the the shortest season of the show to date. But it has felt like the longest because I've been working on this season of mixtape since January, um, and I am now I am now working on volume five. Um, but as you're listening to this on Monday, Thursday is another new episode. Um, Dr. Candice Rouser, Dr. Oh. Chronology on Twitter, is the guest. And uh, for the volume four finale, I am talking to, uh, you may know him from Twitter, uh, Eric Alper. He is he is the guy that uh, asks all the, the music questions on Twitter. Nice. Oh, that's a good finale. So you guys catch up now. You have time. You have time before the finale to catch up. Yes. So please go and do that. And actually, our Christmas episode, the mixtape Christmas episode is out Friday. Uh, There are, I have two actual live performances in the show. So I'm, I'm very excited about this. That's awesome. I love it. 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 <laughs> and I love all of you. And thank you for listening. And, you know, we'll we'll be here again next week. Until then, I've been, uh, you know, sipping on some wine, panicking by the tree because there's literally nothing fucking under it yet. And, uh, <laughs> and until next week. I have been Nick Cannon's outrageous long-distance phone bill. Oof. (laughs) Racking up them bills. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Bye, y'all. This has been a Rod Wharton production, all rights and trademarks reserved. No portion of this podcast shall be reproduced commercially without explicit consent.